Welcome to Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by two-time MVP Stephen Curry. At age 31, Steph is still pushing the limits of his prime, but in the wake of the Warriors' offseason overhaul, he's now the team's oldest player, a distinction he's still getting comfortable with. During my conversation with Steph this past weekend, we talked about his leadership style, adjusting to a new look roster, an offseason focused on preservation, and the return of his favorite bodyguard, Ralph Walker. We'll have our conversation right after the break. On Saturday afternoon, I caught up with Stephen Curry at the Warriors practice courts inside Chase Center. I opened our conversation by asking how he notices the age gap between him and some of Golden State's young newcomers. It stands out, especially for me and Draymond. Like you get asked, hey, what y'all doing after practice? It's like 2.45 and they got the whole day. I'm sure their plans are a little different right. in terms of like getting out of the city and all that. I'm like, I'm just going home and hang out with the kids. Yeah, like, I have like you know, three kids to race. <laughs> so like just in terms of your extracurriculars, but outside of like, I don't feel it. I, I still feel fresh, still young and hard on the court. You know, uh, perspective just getting to know new teammates and all that kind of vibe. It's, it's uh it's just a process, um, but I don't think it's nothing dramatic, like enlightening, enlightenment when you walk in the room, like, oh, I'm just the, I'm the, the Zen master, the, 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 wise, the wise man in the room. Uh, obviously, no, I have a lot to offer in that respect, but it just comes naturally. I think a, a misconception a lot of people might have about the NBA is that you guys are all spending all your free time together and you're, you're hanging out all the time, which... I try to tell people it's like any work environment. You know, you have your work, your, your friends at work, but you have your own life. Um, in the past, w- was it kind of just understood like you you're, you spend a lot of your free time with your family, so you wouldn't necessarily get those types of questions as often? Or is it how is that? Different? No, it's the same. But I think you're you're kind of right. Like when you play on a veteran team, you know, guys have similar perspectives about how they spend their free time. Uh, you know, early in my career, yeah, it was. You go to out to eat with teammates a lot more and all that yeah. type of vibe. But we do spend a, a lot of time here, like from nine to almost three. We're here, and you know, especially on the road, flights, bus trips, uh, hotels, all that type of stuff. But yeah, there's there is a lot of. I think most of the rookies know there's a lot of time in the day, and so when you leave the facility, you can't be on the court all day. You fill it with, with stuff that you're interested in and all that kind of vibe. The young guys do kind of cater towards each other, which is cool when they get to learn right. on the fly. The veterans who have their kind of routines that are set um, kind of just stick to it. I was talking to Bruce Frazier a while ago, and he said that he really kind of noticed a change in you entering last season just in terms of your leadership. It felt like you were trying – you've always been a lead-by-example guy, but you seemed like you were really kind of trying to take – more hands-on approach and be a little bit more vocal and asking more questions, coaches' questions about how they'd go about things. Is Was there kind of a shift going into last season, and, and, and do you feel like it's building on itself with the new roster? Yeah, last year was more understanding the the expectations that were on our team and trying to keep things fresh from you know winning two championships and not getting – Complacent, and so I feel like I, I did. Me and Q had a lot of conversations early in the year before training camp started about what that last year was going to be like and how we could kind of 
give our best effort throughout the season and kind of fine-tune some stuff and probably have more conversations around specific X's and O's than I've ever had. But coming into this year, a little bit more of the same, um, just a natural progression of your career and figuring out how you can evolve. I still am a lead by example type of dude. I'm not going to be in here rah-rah, Kevin right. Garnett, Jay right. Green type, type of guy. Uh, but when you need it, you know, either behind the scenes, uh, you know, have those conversations, ask the right questions, come with the right suggestions. Uh, for coaching staff, you know, player one-to-one situation, or if you need to say something in practice or games, like just find those moments. But it's more just an overall awareness uh, as you get older. I think younger me just love playing basketball and you right. kind of get lost out there. And then right. you don't really have a sense of anything else you're just trying to you know hoop uh now it's still enjoy what i do with the, the other stuff it matters and you can tell how much that make can make a difference in winning and losing and, and having a you know, good team or, or an okay team were there any guys when you were younger that you really kind of studied or really respected their leadership qualities and kind of try to emulate now that you're entering that phase of your career not really, because I can't be anybody else. I know right. in terms of you can maybe pick in some tendencies or like characteristics or like just the way people communicate or things like that. But I don't know if there's one, if it's more just being around the league since my dad was playing, right. uh, kind of just natural osmosis. But there wasn't a guy like I wanted, I wanted approach it just like him right. just been in the gym for so long you kind of get a uh, you just develop your own kind of sense of, of comfortability around that and just walk in it even if there was no one you're necessarily emulating i'm sure there were people that you appreciated early in your career who kind of you know maybe took you under their wing or or, or were helpful who, who were some of those people for you my rookie year was ronnie turioff and Corey mcgetty they were the two guys that really i lashed on to yeah uh, and then my next year they both were gone and so is uh, Darrell Wright was a guy that uh, I'm still good friends with him um, and, and got to see just from his days in Miami what he brought from uh, that experience being you know a champion and all that type of stuff um, but then from there it was kind of you I had to grow up pretty fast. Right. So I became one of those guys, even in like fourth, fifth year in the league. Um, didn't really have like a super vet uh, outside of those three guys. What, what was it about like your freshman year? Would you spend free time with Ronnie Terry often? Yeah. And, uh, Mostly on the road uh, where we had you stand an appointment for dinner in whatever city or. I mean, most of the Rooney, I was a rookie, so he would send me on errand runs all the time. What kind of errands? Just like coffee and stuff like that? Name it, I had to go get it. But uh, him and Andres Bejans, actually, I got them in there. He, those two guys were we just had fun just doing random stuff and uh, yeah. made me feel real, real welcomed in a very uh, rough period of, of uh, this franchise's history. <laughs> right. Things are a bit different now. Um, obviously, you're in kind of a unique position because you've been at the, the peak of, of the league in a lot of ways for a while now to the point where the rookies coming in, the young guys coming in, a lot of them have been kind of idolizing you or looking up to you for a while. Um, what's that like? 
being in a position where you're on a on the team with a guy who you know who has maybe expressed to you that he's idolized you or put you on that pedestal for a while. You too. Uh, I guess off jump is weird and surreal, but at the same time, I kind of have that same vibe with Steve Nash. Who, when he shows up for practice, I'm like, yo, like I used to watch every your every move. Yeah. And now I used to play against you for three years, and then now you're, you know, we call him the consultant, but now you're on the staff. And, right. Um, so that I still have that like kind of vibe, but it's it's interesting when you uh, when that conversation and narrative around guys who have watched me play or try to emulate some things that I do. Or inspired by the way that I play. Now you're suiting up with him. We're playing against him. You know, it's it's strange, but it's flattering at the same time. D'Angelo Russell is one of those guys. I mean, he's been quoted going back to his rookie year with the Lakers, saying that you were a guy that he has kind of tried to study throughout. Has he talked to you about that? And and do you see some of that playing alongside him? Do you see a Not little bit of yourself? Me, I definitely do. But in terms of just like his eagerness to learn and. And understand like what winning organizations like, and that he's taken you know amazing steps in his career, and is now an All Star. Like you can see, like the that that clarity kind of come through on a daily basis, and like his motivation to get better, and not just putting the ball in the basket, but the life of the NBA and dealing with expectations and staying hungry and all that type of stuff. He's always asking you know the right questions. So. Uh, you appreciate that for sure. Obviously, the big narrative is just like how how Steph's gonna not wear himself out, blah 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 blah. And I'm sure you're tired of hearing about that. But um, is there an awareness coming into the season? Just like they are gonna need so much from you offensively this season. Do you are you more mindful of that maybe than you were in past seasons? For, I mean, yeah, uh, knowing. You know, what we're missing with Clay and KD and whatnot, and just not even like now that we started playing, I don't even like talking about that. It's now it's you know, looking at our roster, what we have, the talent that we have, and the ability for us to put certain guys out there to uh, you know, fill certain roles and, and help us win. Like, I know what I have to bring, uh, I know, and it obviously kind of unfolds as we go. You know, what it looks like and and us getting comfortable as a team and how D'Angelo's gonna insert himself and all that type of stuff. So I don't I don't I don't really think about it beyond that because I have the same mindset and play the same way. You just know like if you have Clay Katie uh, Draymond Andre Sean back like I didn't have to I didn't you don't have to shoot every shot or you don't have to uh, be the focal point of every possession. I don't think I still I don't have to be that now. I just play my game and good things will happen, um, which I think is the benefit of how I play too. Is just organized chaos, just run around, move the ball, trust you know who's out there with you, and, and good things happen. What was your What was your summer like? Was it kind of the same routine you had the previous summer, where you took time off until kind of mid July? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very similar, just five years in the finals, you start to delay the intensity a little bit to get ready for opening night as opposed to being like 100% ready for the first day of training camp, which is just a difference in perspective. But other than that, 
routine is pretty much the same. This is what we're going to talk about. This is a good job for players to do out here. What did I tell you? The first thing Nothing really. You want a couple of vacations? Yeah, with the ice. Ice? I was supposed to go to Iceland this summer. How was it? Gotcha. It was, it was cool. It was different for us, like for a summer vacation to go somewhere cold, but yeah. uh, it's a very unique experience. Some of the stuff we did up there. Great people, great food. Went in volcanoes. Is it really as expensive as people say? Like the a beer is like fourteen bucks or? Not where we went. No, I don't know. Yeah, I played golf up there too, right on the water. It's dope. It's dope. That's it's awesome. Dope. It's dope. It's dope. So the whole family went. No, I just meet my wife and my friends. So that's awesome. Um, what uh, when you're when you think about this season, is there a specific thing you want to work on, or is there something like a specific goal you have? No, I never. Which way do you want to make? It's not how I ever approach yeah. the season. Uh, I just work my ass off and get ready, like in terms of sharpening the toolkit and being able to do what I know I do well. Uh, make sure the body's in good shape so I can handle the, uh, the minutes I'm playing, the speed and intensity I gotta play, and be there every single night that I can. Um, but in terms of like, the only thing I think about is just making sure I understand completely, like. How I work with my, you know, the rotations of my teammates and understand what, you know, how I can make them better, and that's just the kind of stuff Q was talking about. Is just having an awareness of, you know, what I can, like the nuances of our team now that I can kind of uh, help highlight, um, and being smarter as a basketball player as I get older. You might be the only guy on the team not in the city, right? Uh, as far as I know, uh, I might be wrong. Yeah, probably. Well, was that a, an Aisha decision, or or what went into that decision to, to not? It was just right for our family. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of more space. about what the, the move over here was going to look like in general. So, yeah, like basically, yeah, I guess in terms of me and Draymond, I don't know if else has any kids on the team. Oh, Alec does. Clint Robinson does. His daughter. Yeah, so a couple more variables to our decisions than right, guys. right. Um, and the last one will just be what's it? What's it like having Ralph back in the fold? And what did it mean to you when you heard that he was he was coming back? Having as many familiar faces and guys that know how we do business around here and, and good guys. Um, means a lot so uh, there's so much change and turnover uh, having him back is huge just from a culture standpoint so and obviously selfishly speaking I love him he's very familiar with him comfortable with him he knows me my family well he knows the whole organization but I think he uh, is a, a guy that can speak on how we do business around here and there's no BS type dude. So, did did you think that he might come back? Was it more just he wanted to take a step away? Uh, no, his process. We never talk about details. It's more so you're actually making jokes on our our uh, Asia tour. I mean, my Under Armour team. Like, oh, Ralph, we want you back, man. I think like at the end of the trip, we had a dinner, and he uh, somebody brought it back up, and he like answered the comment with, "All right, I'll do it." And we all like stopped. I was like, "Wait, are you serious?" So I'd actually get it on film and to document the moment so he couldn't backtrack. 
So he was still doing some stuff for you personally, just not with the team. Yeah. So yeah. he took our year to be with his fam and his daughter in high school and all that type of stuff. So um, I think at the end of the day, I know he missed it. So it's good. Cool, man. Good to see you. Yes, Wish you the best, all right? Thank you, man. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at cleturno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.